0: Welcome aboard to Cruise Radio, your home port for everything cruising. Subscribe to our newsletter and weekly radio show at cruiseradio.net. I'm Matt Basford. We really do appreciate you checking out Cruise Radio. Don't forget about our 12 Days of Cruisemas, where you can get some really cool cruise gear just for signing up for our newsletter. Again, at cruiseradio.net. A little bit later, founder Doug Parker talks to Laura, who recently took a nine-nighter aboard the new Carnival Dream, and will give you your cruise news. But first, Ann Campbell joins us. She's a weekly contributor and can be found at cruisingfromnewyork.com. Doug revisits a topic they tackled not too long ago about the misconceptions of cruising.
1: The number one reason that people have been telling me is that only old people cruise, so they're not going to do it.
2: Well, that's certainly far from truth. Uh, In fact, the numbers show the opposite. Royal Caribbean, uh, the average age of their passengers is about 45. And the same thing for Carnival. So there's a lot of young people out there cruising the only uh place you'll find senior people is on cruises over seven days right the youngest passengers go on the shortest cruises
1: now another one Anne, is folks tell me well i don't have a passport so i can't cruise
2: first of all i think everybody should get a passport Mm -hmm. but regarding mexico canada new england the bahamas if the ship is sailing round trip from a U.S. port, you don't need a passport. The same holds true for Canada.
1: So, if you're leaving out of Miami, going from Miami to Nassau, Bahamas, back to Miami, you're clear then with no passport, you're fine, right?
2: Absolutely.
1: Another one, Anne, is people say, Well, I will get bored on the ship.
2: First of all, there's so much to do, like at night. You have many different entertainment venues. For example, on Carnival, you can choose between a comedy club, piano bar, a Las Vegas-type review, disco. And during the day, as I just said, there is nonstop activity. So in my case, I like to grab a book and sit in a deck chair because I don't get to relax that much at home. Right. But I can be busy every minute if I want to be.
1: It's impossible to get bored on the ship. Exactly. If you get bored, it's your own fault.
2: Exactly.
1: <laughs> Here's another one people have been saying, and it costs too much money.
2: Cruising is the most affordable vacation there is. And also right now, we're still in a recession the prices are low much lower than normal for example you can as we were just saying you can take a one week cruise in mexico from los angeles for at rates starting at 350 per person and that's about 700 per couple and that includes all your food and all your entertainment and caribbean cruise prices are about the same they're starting that low Now, of course, you can go on up, but even a balcony cabin now used to be kind of high, but you can get a balcony cabin for $100 per person per day, you know, with a private veranda. Mm -hmm. So I think it's very affordable.
1: You know, even if you live in Florida or California, you can't do Disney for all of their parks for that cheap.
2: Oh, I know, because nothing is included. Everything is a la carte. Mm -hmm. And I remember the last time I was at at, uh, Disney and I stayed in a hotel, I ordered a bottle of water, $10.
1: Speaking of drinks like your bottled water experience, a lot of folks say, whether it be soft drinks or even uh, drinks with alcohol in them, I just can't afford the drink on the ship. It's going to cost me too much.
2: Actually, drinking is no more expensive than going out to a local lounge and uh, they always have specials every day as well. So I don't find it any more expensive than going out to dinner.
1: And I guess with all the the drinking, you can gain weight, which is another misconception. People always think, if I go on a cruise, all there is to do is eat, and I'll gain all this weight.
2: (laughs) Well, it's true that food is available 24 hours a day, and there's no price tag on it. Mm-hmm. So you can put on weight. It's not hard to do, but most people are active. Right. As long as you're active, as if you go to the gym, what I do on a, before I go on a cruise is decide to eliminate certain areas that I have a bigger problem with, mm-hmm. such as desserts or sugar. And on ships, they have sugar-free desserts. Right. And I don't put on any weight that way. Uh, Someone who has a problem with bread might decide it's better if I just don't have it. Mm -hmm. So I always find if you're going to do something, it's better to decide it before I get on the ship because I get into la-la land. Right. (laughs) You know, cruise mode, and I'm a space cadet.
1: And not to mention 3,000 calories. It takes 3,000 calories to equal one pound.
2: Mm-hmm. So you
1: have to be eating a lot, and especially if you're not active, take the st- if you're going to overeat, take the stairs a couple of times up and down from the Lido deck to your room and such. You'll, you'll burn it off. It'll all balance out. What about the, I don't want to cruise because I'll get seasick? If you're
2: concerned about seasickness, the best place to cruise is the Caribbean because the islands act as a barrier to the Atlantic Ocean, mm-hmm. and it is very, very calm there. Anytime you're in the ocean and you're concerned about seasickness, I would recommend taking Bonine, uh, which is over-the-counter, and take one the day before you leave and then one a day. And it doesn't have much of a side effect. Uh, you can get the uh, patch as well. It's a prescription medication, and you should talk to your doctor. That's if you're really worried about if you're crossing the Atlantic, for example. Right. But um, if you're in the Caribbean, you won't feel a thing.
1: How about being claustrophobic, another big misconception? The cabins are so small, I'll get claustrophobic. What is your take on that, Ann?
2: Cabins are very, very comfortably designed, and you're not crammed in there. I would say average size is about 160 square feet. Mm -hmm. And you have a large bed, or you can have twins, a good-sized bathroom, and... um, not at all. And plus, you're rarely in your cabin.
1: Exactly.
2: Um, I only go to my cabin to sleep. Most people don't spend time in their cabin.
1: They're out wandering around, and speaking of wandering around, only one person told me this, but I figured I'd bring it up to you anyways. Uh, someone said, I'll get lost on this ship and look dumb. That's why I'm not going to cruise.
2: Oh, no. First of all, realize that you're going with people who are just like you. You're not going to look dumb. You're going to fit right in. If you fit in at a mall, you're going to be fine on a cruise ship. As far as getting lost, cruise ships are large today, but everywhere you go, there are maps, floor plans that tell you if you want to go here, go this direction. So it's almost impossible to get lost on a ship.
1: And if you get lost, it's probably because you had a little too much at the bar. <laughs> and the last misconception I have here, in fact, five people told me this. The reason I don't want to cruise is because my kids will get bored. True or false?
2: Absolutely false. And the cruise line, the major cruise lines, Carnival, Royal Caribbean, NCL, even Princess and Celebrity, they have extensive cruise kids' facilities, and uh, they have activities that are by age group. For example, one age group is three to five and then six to nine, and they have their own designated areas on the ship. And in the summer, frequently in school vacation periods, you'll find maybe 700 children on a ship. Right. They have extensive water areas, their own pools and a lot of activities. In fact, I've heard from parents that the kids would rather be with their friends than with the parents. So (laughs) also on Royal Caribbean, I think Royal Caribbean does it the best of any cruise line, but Royal Caribbean now has a program, a dinner menu for kids, where they can eat faster. You go to the first seating, 6.30, Mm -hmm. they can eat their own menu, a kid's menu, and when they finish early, they'll be escorted to the kids' area with a counselor. So your parent, the parents can go on finish their dinner in a nice, relaxing way. So babysitting, uh, the kids' programs are fabulous.
1: And there you have it: the ten misconceptions of cruising debunked by Ann Campbell. And thank you so much for that. Oh, absolutely!
0: It's the twelve days of cruisemas from Cruise Radio. Cruise gear, flash drives,
1: DVDs, and iPod shuffle loaded with all of our shows and more.
0: You want in? Sure you do. Subscribe to our free newsletter at cruiseradio.net. Then, on December 25th, we'll pick one daily subscriber for the 12 days of Christmas. Get the full list of presents at cruiseradio.net. Good luck and happy holidays from Cruise Radio. Recently, passenger Laura took a nine-night Caribbean cruise aboard the brand-new Carnival Dream, and Doug Parker interrogated her thoroughly about it. What kind of itinerary did you sail?
3: Our, our, our itinerary consisted of Antigua, Tortola, um, we missed San Juan, um, that was one of them, St. Thomas, and Grand Turks.
1: You said you missed San Juan. Why was that?
3: They claimed that the ship's configuration wasn't appropriate for the docking area.
1: Hmm, interesting. This was the Dream's first embarkation out of uh, Port Canaveral. Was Carnival prepared for it with all the folks getting on board?
3: They seemed to be real prepared for it. Um, We did not not run into any kind of um, little knots or tangles or anything. We got on real smoothly. um, people were really nice, and everything went very smooth going on.
1: Okay, cool. So you checked in. You're walking down the gangway, stepping into the ship. Paint that picture for us, if you would.
3: We had the piano player playing right there in the middle of the atrium. Um, we had lots of lights and glass and... Um, just glitzy uh, very classy looking very nice we really really were impressed
1: it's been described as a Las Vegas at sea would you describe it that way
3: I think so though I've never been to Las Vegas but I've, I've seen a lot of
1: the glitz and the glamour the glitz,
3: yes yeah, the glitz and the glamour yeah very very similar really nice
1: and what about your stateroom uh, what deck were you on
3: We were actually on the first deck, the Riviera deck.
1: How was the room spacious, closet space? What was that about? The the
3: room was actually really spacious. We walked in, and lots of um, closet space up to the left. And on to the right, you had the first bathroom, which consisted of a commode and two sinks with a vanity there with mirrors and all. And then as you walked a little bit further up to the right, right next door to the bathroom, there happens to be another single um, area to wash your hands and then a little tub in there. Actually, my husband, he's like six foot three and he actually was able to sit comfortably in there and take a bath. So it was a very nice configuration of the bathroom.
1: So the room had two showering facilities then?
3: Right, Yeah, You can actually take showers in both.
1: That's very cool. And did it have a couch or anything in it as well? or?
3: It did have a couch as you walk into the right. Nice, spacious, probably, I would guess, about eight foot, nine foot couch. Okay. A little table in front of it, like a little coffee table.
1: And you were on deck one, which is Riviera, so obviously you didn't have a balcony, but did you have a uh, a window room or did you have an interior room?
3: We had an ocean view.
1: Cool. How about the public areas of the ship? Uh, They say the designer of the ship was claustrophobic, so he made the ship very, very open. Now, did you see that, or because how packed it was, were you all kind of crowded in and cramped in?
3: Well, the first couple of days I felt a little cramped in, but um, I think it was just because everyone was trying to get the feel of the ship. Um, As the days went on we were up there on the fifth floor where the promenade, the casino, the the bands were. That seemed to be more spacious each day, you know, as we went by. You felt the difference where people can sit and You know, go to the um, sushi bar or go and have coffee or listen to the band and have a drink. I mean, that seemed to be more spacious. So
1: more relaxing, more open, then? More
3: relaxing, yeah.
1: I got you. Now, the ship went out full. I believe it had about 3,600 folks on it. Uh, Could you tell the ship was full during, like, the debarkation at the port and during the dining times at the buffet and such?
3: Well, at first, at the buffet, the first day or two, I kind of felt that during lunchtime it felt a little crowded. It was hard to find a place to sit. But after after a while, you know, like I said, people started getting used to their area and where things were, and it seemed a lot better. I actually felt was more relaxed and more more spacious than i had the very first day after a while
1: okay and did you do any uh, excursions
3: no not necessarily we didn't take on any excursion this time we've been down to these ports many times before in the past and you know when our children were young and stuff so we really did a lot of that in the past
1: gotcha now my favorite part how about the food now you were on for nine nights did the menu vary every night or was it the same food over the course of nine nights how did that pan out you
3: have a few um, entrees and main meals and whatever that were pretty much the same. At towards the end of the menu, that you can actually get time and time again. But um, the main courses did change. They they went from either Italian food to lobster to flammignon to prime rib. A lot of wonderful wonderful food: crab cakes, seafood, scallops, shrimp, anything grilled.
1: Now, when Matt and I were on the ship uh, last week, we were touring it, and we went to the New York Steakhouse, the Alternative Dining, and they had like 12-ounce lobster tails, 14-ounce steaks in there. Did you eat that at all or no?
3: No, we did not do that this time.
1: Okay. (laughs) Carnival Cruise Lines invest lots of money in their food and their entertainment department. Did you catch any of the shows?
3: Yeah. Actually, we caught every single show that they had, and we were really impressed of being a first-time ship out. You know, I think we were on, like, the very fourth or fifth cruise that they've had. Right. And they seemed to be real organized. The dancers seemed to be in sync. The entertainers that they brought on were excellent. We had one in particular that we've seen before on The Glory, Marcus Anthony. Okay. And he was excellent. He did a lot of Motown, got the audience... Participating brought people up on stage and and recognized people who've been married for a long time and got people excited and and um, clapping and singing along with him. He was really really good. Wow. And another thing I wanted to mention um, about Carnival as well as Marcus Anthony, the entertainer, they recognized the veterans, not only the ones that were on board, but also in America, and how much you know honor and appreciation went out to them, and had everybody involved and, and clapping for them and standing ovations and. They sang songs in tribute to the veterans. People were standing up in the audience and clapping, and it was very patriotic. And I I really appreciate that, you know, from uh, Carnival as well as Marcus Anthony.
1: Props to Carnival and their entertainment staff for that. Now, you've been on 11 Carnival ships before. Would you compare this to the other ships?
3: The I think the other some of the other ships I actually enjoyed better though the Dream is a very beautiful ship and spacious I did at some point feel that there were more people at right. times because it was hard to find places to sit and stuff like that but I would go again I would recommend it but I you know probably it's not my favorite ship but it's one of the favorites
0: Thank you Laura and thank you Doug for the interview Now, your cruise news. The Carnival Pride, which holds 2,200 people, docked at Baltimore's cruise terminal in South Baltimore at 8 a.m. Sunday to unexpected weather conditions. It was the first major snowstorm since the city began offering year-round cruise service this year, and the worst it had ever encountered. Those preparing to board the ship, which was again venturing out to the Bahamas Sunday night, said news of the impending storm made them fear getting trapped at home and missing their trips. One family made the treacherous 11-hour drive from Canada, not realizing there was a blizzard until they crossed the American border. By then, there was no turning back. Carnival ended up delaying the departure time of the cruise by about three hours to give people more time to arrive. As we mentioned earlier, if you sign up for our newsletter at cruiseradio.net, you can score some really cool cruise gear in our 12 Days of Cruisemas, though it appears we've been trumped by Ellen DeGeneres. She always gives audience members some pretty good merchandise as gifts, but the members of December 17th's audience had no idea just how good one of their gifts was going to be. After she gave them a video camera, a Macy's gift card, and other smaller items together worth several hundred dollars, most were flabbergasted when every member of the audience of more than 300 received a seven-day cruise for two aboard Norwegian Cruise Lines. Thanks, Ellen. Appreciate all that. Coming soon to Southampton, England, a new museum that will dive deep into the sinking of the Titanic. And just announced, Celebrity's fourth Solstice-class ship will be called Celebrity Silhouette. It arrives in 2011. That is your cruise news. Join us again next week for more Cruise Radio, your home port for everything cruising and so much more. Thanks again to passenger Laura, Ann Campbell, and Gene Sloan for the contributions this week. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter for some cool cruise gear with our 12 Days of Cruisemas. It's all found at cruiseradio.net. I'm Matt Bassford, and this is Cruise Radio.
1: Hey, Houston, Cons prices are invincible. That means prices have been cut low, as in amazingly low, as in won't be beat. In fact, we're backing it up
0: with our low-price guarantee. Invincible prices on appliances, furniture, electronics, mattresses, and more. Not invincible enough for you? How about free next-day delivery on appliances, TVs, and mattresses? And payment options for everyone, whether you have good
1: credit or building yours. Visit cons today and find out what invincible feels like.